0: My chaos theory, the folks making things happen. Hey, I'm your boy, Hardball Harge. Welcome to another edition of Hanging with Harge, right here on the Texas Sports Unfiltered Network. Make sure you follow us on all the social media platforms. Also, like and subscribe to make sure that we continue to make this number. We got to 5,000. Now we're headed to 10,000. So make sure that you're a part of it. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, at Hardball Harge. And on Instagram at HardballHard. Like and subscribe. Every time you pop on this page, make sure you like and subscribe. On today's show, we got a lot to get into and not a lot of time to do it. Uh, There's so much that is happening with this Texas and Baylor matchup. We're getting closer and closer to the weekend. So I know that everyone is ready for that. We got NFL action happening as well. What up, my man, Ike? What up, Houston's Finest? I can't wait to get into all this action. I know Ike is ready for baseball and that his Astros got to win, but he was nail biting the entire way. We're also going to talk about the NFL tonight. The San Francisco 49ers and the New York Jets, I mean, excuse me, New York Giants play each other. That 49er defense, you know, is chomping at the bit after seeing what the Dallas Cowboys were able to do. And they want to make sure that they're part of it. We will talk about the Dallas Cowboys and some impressive numbers by, of course, the defense. But put some respect on it, too. The offense has done their job. We're also going to talk about the NCAA slate this weekend. There's so much that is happening, so many uh, top-notch games. And if you have anything planned, you might want to change those plans because it is going to be a fun, fun weekend. But before we get into that, I want to give a special shout out to the folks over at Covert B Cave. You know, it's got 42 acres right there in B Cave, Texas. Covert has a new state-of-the-art uh, dealership where you can have seven brands. There's seven brands at one location, whether you're looking for a Buick, a GMC, a Cadillac, or a Chrysler like your boy got, a Dodge, a Jeep, and a Ram. Or you can go and check out one of their other locations, whether you're working with a Ford in Hutto, with my man Chance Covert out there, and of course Ford Lincoln in off of one eighty-three. Wherever you're looking for a car, the Coverts have something for you. And if you got some recalls or you have uh, some service that needs to be done, fret no more. That big that BK location is, has eighty-six service bays throughout. And that means that your wait time will be minimal. I think they can get you in. All you have to do is go visit covertbcave.com for the latest specials, the inventory, or just stop by. BK and uh Bucky do their show from there. Next Friday, we'll have another special guest doing the show from out there. So whatever it is that you like, they have a car for you. Go to covertbcave.com. Well, let's get right into it. What's up, CB? Great to see you, buddy, as always. You know, Major League Baseball is coming down to the final stretch. And there's teams that are are really, really nervous about if they're going to make the playoffs, who's going to win their division, and how's everything going to play out. And the three teams that we've been focusing a lot on are the two Texas teams, the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros, but of course the Seattle Mariners. The Seattle Mariners are one of those teams that they can get hot, they can get cold. They've done a lot to keep themselves in, the, in this uh, race to the finish. Yesterday, the Rangers beat up on the Bo Sox again. Sorry, Mikey, your Bo Sox just don't have it there. To me, they remind me of the Yankees. When when they're good, they're good. And when they're bad, they're bad. Right now, they're just trying to find their way. But with that being said, the Rangers busted them up 15-5 to yesterday. And it was fun to see that game take place because you want to make sure that you're starting to do some separation. As you know, the Astros and Dubon was able to uh, come up big for them again. He, to me, is Marcio Dubon. He plays for the the, uh, Houston Astros. He, to me, is the most valuable utility player of that team. He may end up being the most valuable player on that team because of the different positions that he's been able to play, and every time he gets into the game, he does something positive. So to me, he might be their MVP of the season. I know the big names have all done their job, but the most consistent guy that has played multiple positions and been called upon to do different things has been him, and he's held it on every single time. What up, darling? How you doing, buddy? Um, I want to sit here, too, and talk about the Rangers and the Mariners. Now the Rangers and Mariners, they're off today. They start uh Rangers, Mariners, and the Astros are all off today. And this is a division that is separated by one or a half game. This is going to come down to the wire, but there may be some clarity by the end of the week. I mean by the end of the season for sure, because the the Rangers and the Mariners start a three game set this weekend in Arlington. But then they finished the year with a four-game set as well. So this is uh, really, really driving me nuts because this is going to be a very, very intense time for baseball. This is where your analytics and your thoughts sometimes play you out of a game. This is the time where you really need to dial in and think about how do I win this ball game? If a guy's in scoring position, do I get out of my character and try to drive the ball the other way? Or do I still try to go up there and drive it out of the park? I don't think so. I think you go out there and you play the game that you've been playing, but you add in those bunting elements. If they're going to give you a bun, they're still playing those shifts. Take it get on base. You got to produce runs, but the scariest part of this all is the bullpen of the Texas Rangers. They have been known to give it up. And right now, I hate to say it to you, uh I your bullpen for uh the Astros, they've been a little bit shaky too. So as this season starts to wind down, you have two and a half weeks of baseball left. I don't even think it's two and a half weeks. Yeah. You got two weekends left of baseball. Starting tomorrow, and then next weekend, season's over. October 1st, season, last game, and I believe that it is going to happen. So I'm excited for this. I'm really, really excited to see how these Rangers and Mariner games are going to play out. But the Houston Astros, you have to take up, you have to take care of your business. If you are going to be there, At the end, and not go from first to last and last to first, I'm talking about playoff positioning-wise. You either got the third spot, or you're going to be at the number one spot as your divisional champion or the A.O. West champion. So you want to make sure that you stay in that area as well. So I'm excited to see how this is all going to play out. You got three playoff spots that are really, really trying to get there. So I'm excited to see how that's going to play home and home. You got them this weekend, Rangers fans. You got to go to Seattle next weekend, and hopefully you can play well on the road. Speaking of the Texas Rangers, I'm going to give you a very unique stat that I saw just the other day online. Starting since August the 1st, the Texas Rangers have been one of the streakiest teams. And when I say streaky, I'm talking about – they're like Texas weather a while back. Right now, we've been just dealing with straight heat. But for a long time, we didn't know if it was going to rain, if it was going to sleep, if it was it going to hail. Didn't know any of all of – any of that stuff. But you need to make sure that you pay attention to these Rangers – Because you never know what you're gonna get, Cooter. I got you. I'm not going with you in the National League. Matter of fact, since you brought it up, before I get into my Rangers' unique stat, I want to bring up what Cooter just hit me up with. The Dodgers in Atlanta and and Milwaukee seem to have that division, that spot wrapped wrapped up. The Phillies are four games up in the wild card for the number one spot. Arizona Diamondbacks are up one and a half games for the third. I mean, for the second wild card spot. But the third spot has the Cubs, the Marlins, and Cincinnati all battling it out for that third and final spot. You can still jump up to number two, depending on what Arizona does, but I think they play either the Yankees or the Mets. I know they play one of those teams They this week. Depending on what Arizona does and how those three battle it out, They, I told you that Ike was chewing on his nails and Astros fans are chewing on their nails. The Cubs fans, the Cincinnati uh, Reds, and the Miami Marlins are all chewing on their, their nails because this is about to get hectic, and that is why I love playoff September baseball. It is so much fun. Make sure you hit us up on the text line, 512-222-9328. Uh, but let me get back to this stat that I wanted to give you about the Texas Rangers and their very strange setup for their um, streaks that they had, So since August the 1st, the Texas Rangers have had streaks of where they won 12 of 14. They lost eight in a row. This is all since August 1st, won 12 of 14, lost eight in a row, won three of four, lost seven of eight, won six in a row, lost four in a row, and now have won two straight games. I don't know what the hell is next, but like I said, it is almost like uh, it is almost like Texas weather. You never ever know what you're going to get. But I want to tell you, since we were just talking about Texas right uh, weather, no better way than to talk about my folks over at Four Roofs. Go to Four Roofs, Texas. That's the number four Roofs, Texas. Go to Four Roofs, Texas. Dot com For all your roofing needs, whether it's residential or commercial, give Give four roofs a chance. Uh, Texas weather, as I was just talking about, you got sun, you got rain, you got those shingles that you're trying to figure out and you don't even know much about them. Just let them come out and get that inspection for you. You Use the number fourroofstx.com. They're a locally owned company that understands all the needs that you have in this area. They have over 15 years of experience. Affordable pricing and quick response time. They are a very thorough and very trustworthy group of people over there. I use them for my homes. My neighbors came over and used them for their homes. And I think you will want to use them as well. I know these folks personally, and you won't be disappointed. I can promise you that. They are they also provide an on-site project manager to make sure every job goes smooth and you don't have any worries at that point. So what are you waiting for? Reach out today and give them a call at 520 520- 5884, or go to the number four, Roofstx.com. They're great folks, and I guarantee you they'll take care of you. And if they don't, just let me know. We'll have a discussion. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about the NFL and the games that are happening this weekend, but I will talk about the Dallas Cowboys coming up here in just a second because there's some things that are happening and some numbers that are out there that I, I think are warranted for us to have that discussion. And I know everybody wants to talk about um, what's going on with uh, uh, the New York Giants and the New York Jets. Listen, if they were to go the opposite direction, they would be getting slaughtered with the conversation. That's the thing that bothers me. It's like we can't have both sides of it. If they don't play well against one team, you get mad at them. And then you say they're underachieving, and then if they go out there, it's kind of like Texas Longhorns, same thing. And then if they go out there and they 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 underachieve or don't look as smooth, then you'll be criticizing them. So let, take it for what it is, take it for who's on the schedule, and give them their propers because they deserve that in this situation. But I'll get into that in just a minute. But tonight we have the 49ers who are going against the New York Jets. I mean Giants, the G-men. The problem with the G-men right now is Daniel Jones is their quarterback, and they don't have a running back this week because Saquon Barkley is going to be out of this game. Saquon is a major part of what they do. He's a high-percentage guy. They use his usage rate, is a very high usage rate. They don't have a lot of weapons on the outside for Daniel Jones to, to target uh, Darren Waller they had him in the offseason he's a big acquisition for them and I have him on my fantasy team so I hope he does well tonight but in the big scheme of things the weapons that they have are not what they used to be so what is next for them how are they going to go about this is this going um is this going to be a part of the success and the failures how are you going to judge this New York Giants, the G-Men's team. But most importantly, as you look into this game tonight, Brock Purdy and and Dak Prescott have the same QBR up until this point. I think it's 83.7 or 87.3. They're both 1-2 and in the NFL right now. But when you sit and you look at everything else that is going on, you try to talk about their defense. I think the 49ers defense and the blueprint that they have and the athletes that they have, is going to make it very, very hard for the New York Giants to, to move the ball. And with that being said, you sit and you look and you say, okay, if you're the if you're the 49ers, you saw what the Dallas Cowboys were able to do. Now that was prepared for the entire season. This is a short week for both teams. It's a totally different view on what can happen. But the other part of it goes back to the very beginning is he's doing it without uh, my guy, Saquon Barkley. This is going to be an interesting move for Brian Dayball. We've been waiting. Uh, we've been talking about what he's meant to Daniel Jones. And while Daniel Jones got that big contract and everybody's been very critical of Dak and his contract. It don't it don't match up. It don't match up. And speaking of Dak, how do you make how do you, you know, Bucky's got his Derek Jeter. I just wanted to make sure that I brought Dak to the party for y'all guys. Come on, man, that's on phone. That's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. And I think you need to believe in him. He's been very efficient. As I said, he and Brock Purdy are leading the NFL in ratings right now. So it's going to be a challenge. But for me, Dallas is going to be playing the 49ers here in the next couple of weeks. I think it's two weeks from now. Uh, Yeah, because they play Arizona, they play the Patriots, and then they play the 49ers. And that will be the true test for both of these teams because I believe Dallas is going to beat Arizona this weekend. And uh, it is going to be fun to watch these two teams and how they match up because of the talent on both sides of the ball for each of these teams. Brock Purdy, if he don't turn the ball over, they're going to have a chance to win. That's just the way that he's played. And I know everybody's looking at him kind of different from what he saw at Iowa State. You know, you get like talented players and you have all these options and the schemes that Shanahan is drawn up for you. I think you're going to have a great opportunity to win some games. Also tonight, there is NCAA football that's going on. The fun belt. We got some fun belt action. Uh, Georgia State travels to Carolina, coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina, their quarterback seems like he's been in this program for such a long time. And Arkansas' uh, Pine Bluff will travel to Alabama A&M as they play tonight as well. I believe both of those games kick off at 6.30, and I believe that the NFL game kicks off at 7. A lot of football that we're going to get into a little bit later. Uh, I got Tevin Mims, Coach Tevin Mims will be joining me at 11.25. He's going to talk to us about Baylor, what he sees uh, on the Texas football team, But also, he spent some time at Texas State with my man Jake Spavitol. He was on that staff, and they were building something throughout. And this is an opportunity for us to go and talk to him about what he's seeing with G.J. Kenny, if I'm not mistaken. I think he and G.J. might have even played at Texas together at the same time. So, we'll see. Because Kevin did play at the University of Texas before transferring to uh, USF, you know, the ones that took uh, Bama. They had they played them in a tough game as well. But yeah, we're going to get into all those games. There's a big game slate as well. But before we start talking about college football, I wanted to talk to you guys about the Dallas Cowboys and what we've seen from them. We've had a lot of conversation about them, the defense, and what's been going on with them across the league and how he they're comparing, pending on who they're going to play. And the numbers have gotten better. This weekend, they'll go up against Arizona. Arizona, they're tanking for Caleb Williams. So I expect those defensive numbers to go up again. And on the defensive side for Arizona, there is no um, Buda Baker. Buda Baker is going to be out of this this weekend. But I wanted to bring up Micah Parsons because Micah Parsons is a certified freak, as I said yesterday. He's a guy. Or excuse me. I said on either. I think I said Tuesday. Micah has just done some things that are unbelievable. And speaking of Micah being unbelievable, I wanted to bring this up too. In the the, uh, MVP race, in the MVP race, and then I'll get into where Micah's numbers are at at this time. But I wanted to bring up this MVP race. Um, DraftKings Sportsbook posted this today. And I got it from my man, RJ Ochoa, who does a great job blogging the boys. Make sure you follow them if you want to know more about the Dallas Cowboys because they do great work over there. And I'll get RJ on the show here coming up pretty soon. Uh, the, the prohibited favorite right now after the first two weeks in the season is Tua at plus 600. Patrick Mahomes plus 700. Josh Allen, how I still don't know how he's in the MVP category. Uh, he's plus 800. Jalen Hurts plus 850. Lamar Jackson, plus 1,200. Trevor Lawrence, plus 1,500. Dak, plus 1,500. Justin Herbert, uh, plus 1,800. Joe Burrow is plus 2,000. Brock Purdy, who we just talked about, is plus 2,200. Deshaun Watson, this this is why sometimes these numbers just kind of look at you. He's plus 2,800. And Micah Parsons, the only defensive player, that is in this conversation is plus 3,500. That's some of the things that he's been able to do and the attention that he has warranted. So now we sit here and we look at this and we talk about it. So throughout, these are numbers that came up from that we're talking about how this person has performed in his first 35 games. First 35 games, J.J. Watt, who's now retired, in his first 35 games, he's had 30 sacks. I think we all consider him a uh, MVP, I mean, a Hall of Famer. We've seen all the MVPs. He's somebody that that had to be reckoned with. The Rams' Aaron Donald, in his first 35 games, he had 20 sacks. He's a defensive tackle, so that just lets you know that dude is a monster. Nick Bosa, he's an edge rusher. Got the big contract recently, too. That's why Jerry is over there like, we got to get this figured out because they just paid Bosa a grill. 35 games, he had 28 sacks. Bills Von Miller, who we all think is one of the best outside edge rushers in the game, through his first 35 games, he had 31 in a and a half sacks, and don't forget the Cowboys could have signed him a couple off-seasons ago, and they decided to go elsewhere, saving their money. I know why they're saving their money. I'll get to that in just a second. T.J. Watt, who got paid. He just set the record for the most sacks by a Steeler in their organization at 81 and a half sacks. In his first 35 games, he had 21 sacks. Micah Parsons, the freak. In 35 games, at 29 and a half sacks. That's why he's in the MVP race, and he keeps getting better. That's why Jerry Jones is trying to get the re-up on the re-up to make sure that my man can get there. And that's why the NFL is what it is. You have the quarterback, you have the left tackle, and you have the edge rusher. You have to get to the quarterback, you have to protect the quarterback, and then on the defensive side, and Tevin will tell us that in just a little bit, you have to destroy the quarterback. So that is why those guys are the ones that are always making that money. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. The Cowboys have done a great job up front. When you look at their defensive tackles that they brought in, they wanted to sure up the run run defense. They've done that. They brought in big guys up front to kind of, Slow that, slow that uh, offensive line down. And when you are able to do that, that frees up your linebackers. And how did they free him up? Damone Clark from LSU, who we thought was going to be a lot better when he got, he was hurt coming in. Now he's getting his opportunity to play. He wears number 33. He's had six tackles, four solo, and three stops behind the line of scrimmage. Leighton Vanderash, who I was very critical of during that time has been even better now that Micah's there. They got some guys up front, and he's playing sideline to sideline. He's had 10 tackles, nine solo, and three stops behind the line of scrimmage. You got to love it, baby. You got to love it. And if you're a defensive-minded guy like my next guest that I'm about to bring on, you going to love that too. So before we get into that, I want to tell you about my next guest. He's a former Longhorn. He played defensive end on the 9 uh, 2010 scene before he transferred to South Florida, where he went on to play well. Got a chance to go to the NFL. He's a former Stony Point Tiger representing the '512. After he was done with his playing career, he decided to be a grad assistant at Texas Tech before going to Texas State, where he was coaching linebackers up until last year. Do yourselves a favor, folks, and welcome to Hanging With Hards, my man, Kevin Mills. What's up, T?
1: Did you like that? dog? I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate (laughs) you, man. Hey, you're looking good, man. I like what you got going on, baby. You know, I'm trying to make some things happen. I got to get like you, player. I got to get like you. Hey, I'm just trying to stay afloat, dog.
0: (laughs) So, Kevin, tell everybody how you're doing, what you're doing right
1: now before we get ready to get into this conversation. So I'm doing well, man. This is this is actually my first year being able to spend some time outside of football. You know, I got a young son at home. You know, uh, being able to work on some things in terms of the family, in terms of the relationship aspect of my life. But man, honestly, it's been good, Mike. You know, I'm missing ball right now, so I'm uh, I'm trying to find my way in terms of being a, a, a regular civilian. But <laughs> you know, it, it's been good, man. It's been a learning process, but I think it's been good for me just kind of stepping outside the game for a little bit. Good, good, man. You're looking good. You look like you're happy.
0: You look like you're not it. dealing with that stress of being hey. in the film room for 25 Mike, hours. Mike,
1: Mike. I laugh, man, because uh, I was getting a haircut every day, and I was just thinking back kind of to our last few months at Texas State. You know, we was kind of holding on, fighting and scratching, man. Right here at the front of my hair, I was starting to establish a couple of gray hairs, and I had to get the things <laughs> up off me, man. <laughs> hey, stress will do
0: that to you, dog. Stress will do you. that to you. Well, let's start right there. You know, you were working with my man, Jake Spavitol. I used to come yes. down there and see y'all all the time. Obviously, yes. Texas State have made some changes and brought in a new group of uh, uh, coaches and a whole new staff. But during your time there, you guys were doing some things that weren't normal in the very beginning. And that yes. is going out in the transfer portal. Now everybody's going into the transfer portal. Y'all guys were doing it early in the game. And... Yeah, you might have missed on a few here and there, but for the most part, you guys were trying to establish a culture. Talk about what that was there and what you're seeing now.
1: So now, man, as you see it, in my opinion, it's kind of a direct result of kind of all the work that we've been putting in, kind of that groundwork that we put in, right? So as you look at some of the cats that they're they're playing on their side of the ball, well, excuse me, that are playing for those guys right now on the defensive side of the ball, you look at Jordan Rebels, uh, Ben Bell, uh, the two corners that they got in AJ and um, and Chris, you look at Tori; those are those are a lot of the guys that we brought in, which are pillars for those guys right now. Uh, we got a lot of flack for being able to go into that transfer portal transfer portal early. Uh, obviously, you know the wins weren't being able to reflect that right away, so I think they had a lot to do with it. But you know, you look at what those guys are able to do now, man. My hats are off to those guys because I mean they got the right guys in the building. I mean. They got a lot of the kids that we that we passed on at the end of the day, and shit, they're doing a good job of being able to to, uh, to keep that deal going. Yeah, it's been really impressive. You know, you know I, I spend a lot of
0: time down there, my uncle being a former player down there, some of my homeboys being on that team, yes. and then, of course, being down there and watching you guys work every single day. And I think that's the other part that's missed. They don't understand what y'all were putting in at yeah. that time, too, because okay. of the changes, the administration – what y'all were trying to build that culture of the big time school. And now they're doing some of the things that you guys wanted to implement like building the new, st- not the stadium, but closing it in, yeah. that end zone party areas getting bigger. And now you bring in more people and more eyes, especially you beat Baylor. Y'all were close to beating them, too. I, I was at that game when y'all had that opportunity. Brady McBride threw that interception yeah. and it changed the game. But then you have those games where they actually did get a chance to go up there and beat Baylor.
1: So Texas State is on the rise. That ain't no question, man. And like I said, hats off to those guys. You know, I know G.J. personally before we even got into, before he even got the job, we share similar stories with us being able to play at Texas and both leave and have success at other places, also get into coaching. So man, we had a great, we gave, we had a great conversation even when he came in and I left. And uh I told him, GJ, man, if you get this deal rolling, man, hats off to you and and shit, he doing a hell of a job down there, man. I, I got nothing but good things to say about those guys.
0: No doubt. We're talking to Tevin Mims, former Longhorn, former South Florida uh football player, also Stony Point Tiger. Yes, sir. But that, Can't leave that, out. Can't that, leave that out, never leave that out. But I wanted to ask you, you, you know, obviously being around the 40 acres and knowing a lot of the coaches and the players that are there and a lot of the staff. So when you're watching this football team, watching the progression from year one when Coach start coming in there, kind of like what you guys were talking about, the pillars that you're trying to find and, and the foundation that needs to be laid. When you're looking at this football team. What are some of the things that
1: you see that kind of stand out to you? So for me, man, I, I I think they have, to me, it's a totally new energy with this team that they got going on this year. You know, it's a lot of the same players that they've had in the past. They've had a chance to be able to grow up, kind of mesh together, uh, playing probably in their second and third year with their coaches. So they're starting to understand the scheme as well. So I, I, I'm excited about this team, but I mean, just as much excitement as you have, the expectation is is like, I don't know yet. I don't know <laughs> yet. You know, they got their highs and lows, but at the end of the day, they still find a way to win games, man, and, and that's what it's all about. And as a coaching staff, you know that. It's like, I don't care how we win,
0: as long as we as win. As long as, hey, as we
1: Keep it going. Keep it going. Get
0: all the, the outside noise and the rhetoric, because when we win, we keep our jobs. Absolutely. And that's Absolutely. important. So, when you're watching this team and you're watching those schemes that are being drawn up on defense, yeah. um, what stands out to you with this Texas football team? I know Jalen Ford is a beast, they got some monsters up front, mm-hmm. but Jade
1: Barron, another local kid, that Damn, is, man. he's an assassin when it comes hey, to playing that game. That little Jade, I, I just smile and laugh every single time I turn on the TV because he was a kid and we recruited out of high school. Uh, he played right there at uh, at Conley, right there in Austin. His head coach was my high school DC, so we got a lot of the same connections in terms of that. We had him up there at, at Texas State, being able to recruit him through his process. But man, when that kid signed to Texas, I was ecstatic for him. He, he's balling out. He's doing his thing, making a lot of the plays that's coming to him, catching the ball really well. And he, I think he's been a cornerstone for for them as a team in in, in terms of a collective. But it really excited for that kid. But outside of Jade, man, I think it's a lot of I think it's a lot of young players that we gotta have our eyes on. I like the linebacker Hill. Mm-hmm. uh what's 21's now? I forget 21 name. He's a he's a backup kid that they've been kinda playing him sparingly. Oh, Keaton Crawford. Keaton Crawford. I think that kid's gonna end up being a really good player in my opinion. Like as, as just as I watched as I watched the, the video and I watched the games, I, I just see 21 flashing. All so, the time, all the time, man. So, obviously, they I think they got to find a way to get him more playing time, but that's not my, that's not my <laughs> but uh, man, at the end of the day, I'm excited for what they got going on, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, we're talking
0: about a little bit about the offensive side, we're talking to Tevin Mims, and yeah, so from from. A-
1: from an offensive standpoint, man, I think the number one question that you that you got to look at obviously is the running back situation, right? Being able to kind of take some things off of yours. I think yours does a great job throughout the game, but at the end of the day, you got to be able to take something off of him in terms of his arm. Um, receivers got to stop dropping them damn balls, man. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how else to say it. Like I, I actually saw, uh, I actually ran into, uh, to uh, to Zay, yeah. at the beginning before the season even started, and I grabbed my say, man. You got to stop, stop dropping all them goddamn balls. And he's like, he's the man, coach, I got you, man. But uh, at the end of the day, man, he's he's like family to us, and uh, we wish him all the best. But it's just something that's got to improve as everybody watches it. Somebody just, uh, my man
0: JSDX, just had DTX that um, many Power 5 coaches don't play young players, but Sark either has them in the rotation or in the starting role. Do you like the move to having new players on the field?
1: Yeah, I always like to move as long as they know exactly what to do and they can execute the scheme at the end of the day, right? At a school like Texas, I mean, you're recruiting some of the best players within the country. Uh, obviously, within the state, you're going to get top players in the state. So you look at a kid like uh, like Tay out of uh, DeSoto, being yeah. able to see him play a lot last game was 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 really good for him, getting his feet wet against Wyoming. Uh, but, yeah, I'm all for young players being able to get out there and play. Even when I was at Texas in 09, we had a couple – a couple of freshmen playing and like Marquise Goodwin. Alex was playing uh, early, Alex Hokefor was playing early. Barrett Matthews was starting at the time at tight end as a true mm-hmm. freshman. Uh, I was playing a little bit at the time, Keenan McCarr. I mean, I mean if you can play and you can learn a system and you can execute, I mean I don't I don't have a problem with freshmen going to the game at all. Well, sometimes those freshmen are, are more experienced and more mature than some of the older players that you hey, got on the team, there's, there's no question. That's why you try to, <laughs> try to out-recruit the last class, man. It's just kind of the name of the game. Yeah, speak to that a little bit
0: about the recruitment part of it. You know, Texas has always been able to get who they want. I mean, that's
1: mm-hmm. what it is.
0: And they, they do lose out on a few players here and there. But for the most part, they, they can close on a guy that is coming in to help them. As a yeah. one who's recruiting and has been out there, that's the story, right? You got to kind of let them know, hey, you could come in and play over this guy, but you're gonna have to come in and put in the work.
1: Yeah, no question. I think I think we're recruiting, especially now, uh, with it being so much social media and the NILs and stuff like that. I think honesty is just kind of the best policy with these kids. You know, when you're coming in, you sit in you sit in these kids' homes and different things like that, and you want to make promises and stuff like that. Man, hey, man. At the end of the day, this is what it is. Hey, you can, you can come in, you can try to work. This is the situation. You might be able to play over this guy. You might be able to have to compete with this guy. But this is the situation laid out to him black and white. Hey, if, if they take it, they take it. If they don't, they don't. Uh, for us at Texas State, it was a little bit different because we were kind of a mid-major school. Like We didn't have the, we weren't competing with the same kids as the Oklahomas and the Texas and the Ole Misses and, you know what I mean, the Alabamas and stuff like that. So. As you start to rise in, into the levels of uh, of the universities and and well, at the end of the day, just like uh, Meek Mill's used to say, right, it's levels to this shit. Excuse my yeah. language, <laughs> it's right. levels right. to it, right. Right? right? So even as you even as you climbing into more of the big name schools, now, yeah. right, it's apples to apples. What's going to what's going to set us apart? And that's I think that's kind of when the NILs and stuff like that kind kind of comes into play. So in terms of recruiting, it's kind of a different game. Today yeah. it was two years ago, you
0: know, and, and 10 years ago and 20 years ago. You yeah, person, so no question, no question. It's an equal playing field now, no so it's the haves and the have-nots. Now everybody haves, and you may not have not. Yep. So when you sit there and looking at it, too, I wanted to ask you about this, because this weekend they're headed to Baylor. It's mm-hmm. the last time that they're ever going to play Baylor um, wow. in the foreseeable future. I mean, they've been playing each other, I think, since 1944. That's crazy to think about. huh? Yeah, exactly, exactly. But this ain't the same type of Baylor team. You know, back in the day, they were they were weak, and then they got strong in the middle, and they kept getting better. And now this team, a few years removed from winning the Big Twelve Championship. Mm-hmm. They look like they're they're sputtering. But I said this yesterday during the show. I said, when you're backed into a corner and you're competitive, the only thing you know is to come out swinging. So do you see anything with this Texas team to worry about going into this game?
1: So one thing that I worried about last game was just a slow start that they had. Um uh, even, even as I go back, I'm just, I'm just talking. I'm a coach now, right? Yeah. Even, even, even as I, uh, even as I watched the touchdown that they gave up early in the game, mm-hmm. where they, they shifted. Well, they started in the spread set, ended up shifting the split backs, and they, they and they were highlighting Anthony Hill right before the play started. Yep, and I'm like, I'm killing myself because <laughs> they motioned in, and then they ended up, uh, they ended up running like a some type of play action deal to where the the running backs yep. ended up crossing each other, right? So anytime that they they motion to split backs, so those linebackers they got to cross key, meaning they got key to key the guy opposite, and he's got key to key that guy opposite. So once they cross, their footwork is going to naturally take them out to to basically to be to play outside in in terms of the football. That makes sense. So. Okay. Even as I watch that man, it's just little things like that. To where, as you continue to go into league play, you start playing teams that are going to be really competitive. Uh, as you get into league play, shit, they, they got to be able to clean that up early in games because shit. As you start playing the the Oklahomas, I just looked at the schedule you play Oklahoma, even BYU, yep. even if they get to Texas Tech. That's gonna that's gonna be some that's gonna be some hellfire games, man. So they're gonna have to make sure that they sharp early in those games to be able to kind of prevent those those mishaps to be able to kind of catch up at the end. As so I it, in. Doesn't that go back to eye discipline as well, too, and knowing your keys? Absolutely.
0: Because he can, you know, you, we were just talking about young players, and yep. young players are seeing different things because yep. in high school he might have recognized something that he could key off of, yep. but
1: in college, they're going to use that against you. Yep. At the end of the day, man, for, for me, if I'm coaching them, and I'm not trying to take away from any of those guys, but if I'm coaching them, I was just telling them, "Hey, man, once they once they motion back, and I'm sure they got that adjusted on the sideline. Oh, for sure. You know, once they got once they motion back, hey, man, your never you're your your key changes from that off from the near back to the opposite back, and now he's gonna dictate your footwork. You see that guy working wide? I gotta be able to play stretch footwork. I gotta be able to work outside and fall back in. Yeah. Yeah,
0: there he is, my man Kevin Lynch <laughs> breaking it all down. He got his coaching hat and his longhorn hat yeah, all man. in the same way, making sure people understand what is going on. Mm-hmm. So what what are you looking forward to in this game this weekend for Texas? As you said, you said you know, try to start faster. Yes. But at the end of it all, is there one thing that you besides that that wants to magnify for you to say okay I think we're turning the corner and I think we're headed in the right direction
1: so for me I just want to see a dominant performance at the end of the day Uh, a truly a dominant performance for four quarters start to finish I remember when we was playing for coach Brown the things that he would (laughs) say about Baylor before the game I wouldn't even (laughs) say on camera So so that just goes to show kind of the respect level that we've had for them over the years but man at the end of the day man this is a big 12 opponent that they're getting ready to play it is league play. It's an in-state game. Baylor is not going to lay down going into this game. Obviously, Dave Aranda is still their head coach, so I think they're going to they gonna be ready to play on defense going into this game. Right, in-state rivalry. We right down the street. I think Texas has to show up and they have to dominate this game to be able to continue to keep where they are in the rankings. Continue to keep uh, talk about continue to be in the conversation of the of the playoffs and things like that. But this this has to be a dominant performance as I look at it.
0: Yeah, and I'm, I'm, le- I'm leaning towards that as well. I think they are going to dominate just because of what I've seen on film from Baylor. I agree. Um, they just don't look like they are ready to. They're going to fight, but it's going to be a a, a knockout quiz. Yes. If Texas can go in there and handle their business and not give them any chance. You know as well as I do, if you stick around like last week against Wyoming, yes. they might make one play
1: that you weren't expecting them to make. And that can change the game. And, right. hang, and hang around, man. So as you, look right. at, as you look at Texas, their mindset has to be, this This has got to be a, a chokeout situation. Because yep. they're going to be expected to win the game. We all know they should win the game. But in what fashion do they need to win the game? No doubt. You
0: no know? doubt. Well, I appreciate you taking the time, brother. I'm going to get you on again. We're
1: it's make- all good. It's all good, Mike. You got my blood flowing now, nah, man. Like- I know. That's what I love. That's what I yeah. love.
0: That's why I want to make sure we're going to get you back on. We're going to talk a lot about this what you see from these games, and what you expect to see against these opponents. We can make this happen more often, my
1: brother. Most most definitely, brother. I appreciate you, brother.
0: As always, there he is. My man, Tevin Mills, coming through, breaking it all down for you. Uh, Tevin's been around the game for a long, long time, and he's done some amazing things. And he definitely will be a part of what I got going on because I don't even know if you even realized how he broke down that – the play in keeping your eyes in the backfield and knowing your responsibility right away. That thing, that, that's what it's all about. And I can't wait to talk to him a little bit more. Uh, some people that we definitely need to talk about is my folks at Pest Wranglers. That's right. Pest Wranglers has done a lot. You need to go to pestwranglers.com for all your pest control needs. Pest Wrangler is locally owned in a very, very small business, that uh, small family business, That's been around since 2006. And its basic principle of customer service leads to happy customers. The company was started by the owner who was tired of companies that didn't know how to treat their employees or their customers. Uh, You know if I'm working with them, you should be too. Pest Wrangler service most of the Central Texas area. If you are in need of getting rid of some mosquitoes, termites, rodent controls, I mean rodent control inspections for your residential and commercial properties, Please visit or give them a call at pestwranglers.com, 512 670 7808. Or you can go to the website at pestwranglers.com. Pest Wranglers won't make you sign a contract because they believe if you're a happy customer, you ain't going nowhere anywhere. They got five star ratings on Google, Yelp, Angie's List, and all referral sites. Go to pestwranglers.com today. Uh, Again, thank you to Tevin Mims for coming on to talk to us about what he's seen in all these baseball games. I mean, it's baseball. Uh, All these football games and what he expects to see from the um, Texas Longhorns as they move forward. forward. But uh, I wanted to talk a little bit more about, you know, college football. College football. Last week, there was a situation in Colorado where a player – Got uh, the free safety, Henry Blackburn, made that hit on Travis Hunter, and people started losing their mind. Uh, was it cheap? Was it malicious? Would he have bad intentions? Normally, if you're a defensive player, you have bad intentions. But during that time, there was uh, uh, during the game, this person, Henry Blackburn, the free safety for Colorado State, started getting death threats. Now, listen to me. It's a sport it's a game nobody needs to be getting death threats you heard about Bartman when he put his hand up in the outfield and people he had to move change his number people quit losing your mind on these types of situations we talked about the young man the the, the man that got uh died at New England Patriots fan now they say it might not have been because he got hit and hit his head but you there's there's no reason to be fighting in the stands anymore like what is wrong with you? Well, but during that time, Dion was asked about what happened and his thoughts in that situation. And this is what he had to say
2: about it. Henry Blackburn. I want you guys to record this and run with this. Uh, Henry Blackburn is a good player who played a phenomenal game. He made a tremendous uh, hit on Travis on the sideline. You could call it dirty. You could call it. He was just playing the game of football. But whatever it was, it does not constitute that he should be receiving death threats. That, that's This is still a young man trying to make it in life, a guy that's trying to live his dream and hopefully graduate with honors or degree, uh, committed to excellence, and go to the NFL. He does not deserve a death threat over a game. At the end of the day, this is a game. Someone must win. Someone must lose. Everybody continues their life the next day. Very unfortunate. I'm saddened if there's any of our fans that's on the other side of those threats. I would hope and pray not. But that kid was just playing the best of his ability, and he made a mistake. So I forgive him. See you. Um, our team forgive him. Um, Travis is, he's forgiven him. Let's move on. But that kid does not deserve that.
0: And I have to agree. <laughs> I have to agree. That's right, your boy. Wardrobe change. I'm here, baby, prime. I got my shades. Ooh, I'm part of the crew. I'm part of the crew. But uh, yeah, so let's be honest about this situation. You can't do things like that, folks. It's a game. And you're not a participant in it. So why is it that you feel that you need to be the one to threaten a man's life? Don't do it. Don't do it. But in other words, in in another situation, Tom Brady, who we heard about with Shador, uh, is his mentor. He trains with him. So there was an interview that happened with Tom Brady, talking to Dion and talking to Shador, that I thought was kind of funny. And uh <laughs> I just want I'm just messing with y'all. But I thought it was kind of funny about the relationship that they have because remember, with the two minutes left in the game, he said I went into Brady mode. And this is what he was saying. But Tom Brady was trying to make him understand, hey man, quit worrying about all that stuff that's outside. And get your butt back in that doggone film room. One question for I go, Tom. Do you think
2: a college kid needs a Phantom like a Rolls nah, Royce? Nah, hey, <laughs> no, it's not a Phantom. It's a Rolls Royce ton. I think he I needs to get his one. ass in the film room and spend Thank as you. much time in there as possible. Thank you, less Tom. time in the car and more time in the film room. Thank you, Tom.
1: I appreciate it.
2: Seeing you have one too, Tom. Don't think I, I seen. <laughs> yeah. I was just a rental. Hey, I had a few bucks in my pocket at that point. I, I'll see some car <laughs> stories when we're
1: together next time.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. I love the banter. I love the conversation. I love the fact that everybody is looking at what uh, Colorado is doing. Uh, My girl T, she keeps saying, get that man a raise, get that man a raise. He deserves a raise. He's done so many different things for uh, Colorado. What he's seen, uh, everything that's gone on in the community, what he's done with the television rights and bringing light to this team that Won one game last year. Uh The tight end who made all the touchdowns in the in the come from behind win against Colorado State, where they were twenty one point favorite, and now they're dealing with the twenty one point dog. That is that that is a a totally different story. He's been excited because he's been on a team that was losing. He was crying after the first game last year. This is what this young man has done. When I say young man, I'm talking about prime time. This is what he's done to their community and what he's brought to them. But this weekend is the best weekend of college football that we have seen in a very, very long time. Yes, Colorado is in the slate and I can't wait. Y'all have to forgive me for my shades. Y'all gotta forgive me for that because I can't see without my glasses. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm old. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm as old as Dion, but I got my toes, but I just can't see. But I wanted to talk a little bit about the games that are coming up this weekend. And we'll get into these a lot tomorrow because there's going to be so much to unravel as we sit back and talk about this. But this, I told you about tonight's game, Arkansas Pond Bluff uh, travels to Alabama AM, and Georgia State, and the fun belt goes to Coastal Carolina. Remember, Coastal Carolina is a team where you got to have some dogs. You got to have some dogs. That coach ain't there no more. But they are a good team, and I, I got a chance to watch them. We talked to Tevin Mims. Just a little while ago, he was at Texas State. I got a chance to see Coastal. He got a chance to see him up close. They recruit well. Now they're losing some of those recruits to some of these other schools. Yeah, but they were another team that was recruiting really well through the transfer portal and bringing in some of those next level type players. But let's get into the slate this weekend. FSU, 11 a.m. on ABC. They're four, uh, I mean, excuse me, uh, two point favor as they travel to Clemson and Death Valley. People normally like Alabama has their records when teams come into Bryant Denny. Clemson does the same thing. Teams just don't go to Clemson and come out of there victorious. It just doesn't happen like that. So that'll be a game that I'll be paying a lot of attention to. Also, at 11 a.m., is on Fox, Oklahoma, a 14 and a half point favorite of Cincinnati. Teams in the Big 12. You need to pay attention to Oklahoma because they are hidden on all cylinders. It's not the same team that we were used to seeing with Oklahoma a while back. I told y'all last year, Dylan Campbell, I mean, excuse me, Dylan Campbell, my favorite baseball player from the University of Texas. Dylan Gabriel is one of the best quarterbacks that nobody talks about. I love watching that kid play. I know a lot of people think he's trash. I do not. I think he's one of the best base, uh, Uh, players in this league so pay close attention to him and let me know what y'all think next week also at 11 a.m texas a&m is hosting auburn texas a&m is a seven and a half point favorite not sure how i feel about them but i really don't know how i feel about hugh freeze being in auburn he can scheme up he can get after you but i'm not sure how I feel about that game just yet. But I know it's an 11 a.m. game, and the folks in Aggieland want to see a good good showing by that. 2.30 game, prime time. Deion Sanders, number 19 Colorado, travels to Oregon to take on the Ducks, number 10 Ducks. Deion's team is a 21-point underdog. 21-point is, is, is Hunter making that big of a difference, or is it that they believe that everything that we've seen has been fool's gold by uh, Colorado? 21 is a big number. 21 is also Dion's number. Hmm. Hmm. Let's pay attention to that as well. I don't know if I – I think I would go with Dion on that 21 points. Um, also, that game is on ABC, on Fox, on Fox. UCLA, 230. Number 22, UCLA will take on Utah. This is a big game for Chip Kelly. Because everybody's talking about UCLA, the Pac-12. They got a lot of teams that's ranked. They're going to end up xing each other out throughout this time. That's just the way football goes. That's how any conference, if you got a lot of teams that are ranked in your conference early, they're going to end up beating each other up. So you don't know who's going to finish where. But Utah... Tough, tough team. They are physical. They walk in the the eye of their coach. Cam Rising should be back. How sharp is he going to be in his first game against a team like UCLA? I'll be interested to see that one. Those are the two games that I'll be watching at 2.30. Also at 2.30 or 11 a.m. games, I'm going to give you some of the Big 12 games. SMU at TCU. I think, what is this, the skillet game or whatever? I'm not frying pan. I don't know. Uh, but TCU, that's on FS1. They're a six and a half point favorite over SMU. Uh, also at two thirty, BYU in Kansas. Kansas is coming in next week. They are an eight and a half point favorite. It's on ESPN. Go ahead and fill out your scouting reports. Get your popcorn ready. Jalen Daniels is as ad- advertised, and you want to pay attention to him because he is one of he was preseason All Big Twelve uh, Offensive Player of the Year. So you need to pay attention to that because you, you, that's coming in next weekend. Uh, at 3 o'clock, Oklahoma State, who got shellacked last week, will be playing Iowa State, where Matt Campbell want to beat up people in the stands for talking trash to him. I mean, didn't I just say stop fighting? Didn't I just tell y'all that? I feel like I'm talking to my kids. Uh, they're a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, at 7 o'clock, a team that I think y'all need to pay attention to, because I've been a big fan of this team. Maybe it's because of Dylan Gabriel. Maybe it was because of Ryan O'Keefe, Round Rock kid, um, that was playing for them That now transferred out and went to, I think he might have went to play that Rutgers now. But, or excuse me, Boston College. But at 7 o'clock on FS1, I know you're going to be watching the Texas game against Baylor, as you should. Uh, there's a bunch of big games that will be going on. Called, uh, in, uh, Notre Dame is playing Ohio State, same time. I get it. But also, if you, if you got room on your DVRs or you're at a sports bar and you want to find a little TV to watch, go check out that UCF game versus uh, K-State in Manhattan. K-State's a four-point favorite. But Gus Malzahn is the head coach at um, UCF. He can draw up some plays, damn it. He's going to put some pressure on you. Plumley is their quarterback. He's a hell of an athlete. He moves around well in the pocket. So this will be something to pay attention to and watch how they are effective, UCF, and how they aren't effective against that K-State defense. Because Gus Malzahn and Steve Sarkeesian can both draw up plays. And if, if if Gus can figure out some holes in that defense, that SART can keep in the databank for go-to plays, that's going to be a huge, huge part of what's been going on. And if you're going to be watching all those games and you're not at a sports bar, create your home to become a sports bar. You know how you do that? You go to audio visual consultations. They're the best in the business, and if you need that home theater, if you want some special lighting, if you want to get a special setup that's unlike no other, or you can try to create your own sports bar in that aspect, Tom McKay and his crew will do that for you. Go to avconsultations.com or give them a call, 512-255-8678, and let Tom and his crew take care of you. I know a lot of times that when I first had him come out to my house, I was going to buy all these TVs. He was like, man, that's what I do. Let me come and do that for you. So he comes in and I'm like, hey, I want to step. How can I get this TV here and this TV here? Let's put them over there. He's like, no, let me show you how it's supposed to be done. So you take a step back and you watch the product be done. And you're like, okay, I dig that right there. I dig that right there. So whatever you're doing, make sure you give a call to Tom and his crew. They will make sure it does do it for you. 512 255 8678 or go to abconsultations.com. On tomorrow's show, we're going to have a lot to get into. We're going to recap what happened in the game, in the NFL game with the 49ers and the G-Men. I don't think it's going to be much. I think it's going to be a one-sided affair, but it is the NFL, and you never know. Short weeks make sometimes ugly games, but that might keep you within the number if you are a uh, G-Men fan. I don't think there's very many of you out there. Sorry, Sal. They're not that good this year. They're not that good. But um, I also want to make sure that we preview the Texas and Baylor game, another game that a lot of people aren't really believing in. But as my man BK told us yesterday, he don't have that much faith in this Texas football team because he's seen some other things go the other way. So he knows that those numbers might be a little bit different. We'll break down all of that and preview MLB playoff, not playoffs, but the pennant chases that are going on. As the Rangers and the Mariners kick off a three-game set starting tomorrow, it is going to be a lot of fun. And just remember this, folks: don't believe everything you see, because even salt looks like sugar. Coming up next, my man Trey and BK. With Trey and BK coming up next, BK, what's happening, my brother? Oh, not much. Charge, how are we living? Hey, man, I'm living like prime time, baby. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I got that out for y'all. I got my shades. I got my shades coming. I got my blenders. I was lucky. I was lucky to get it in. You couldn't uh, find a pair of those that would go over your actual glasses? Because I know you can't see without those. (laughs) That's why I got to do it. I got to do it at a special time, my man. I had to do it at a special time. I was like, let me go ahead and do it while Dion's doing his speech. And then after that, I'm like, hold up. I can't see shit.
2: I can't see shit. Hey, put those back on. How many
0: fingers am I holding up? Can you let me see? It, let me right? see it. Is that four? Is that four? <laughs> I gotta get my thing ready. Trey, get ready, baby. It's prime time, baby. BK, you didn't tell me one of the guys from Run DMC
1: was going to be on the show today? (laughs) If only I would have known. I would have promoted that on Twitter. Dude, that is a sharp shirt
2: there,
0: Harge. Appreciate it. This was when he did his 30 for 30 episode on uh, ESPN. They were sending these out as promotionals, and I made sure that I ordered one. And I I, I rock it every once in a while. And this this was the perfect day for me to bring this out. That was a promotional shirt, too. Dude, that's a huge score right there. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Well, you guys have a great show, as always. Enjoy the day. Peace.